0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. you be a part of the program by hitting us up on the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw hard seltzer. It is made pure. Welcome in to the Thursday, July 29th edition. What are we going to get into today? Well, I think, you know, we continue with what's happening with the Big 12, Texas, Oklahoma, ESPN. Yesterday when we got off the air, uh, stuff was flying all over the place. One of those days where I kind of wish I could just come back in the studio and do it all over again because there was just so much stuff flying. And we got more things flying today. So we'll get into all of that with you. You can also find me on social media at Paul Swan. And now uh, we're getting close to football season back in swing. So this is my annual Teleswan or telethon or whatever you want to call it. Don't forget, start following me on social media at Paul Swan. We're going to try to build that up. And we're getting closer and closer. And I mean closer and then I mean closer again to football season. I know you're all excited. For that, and that reminds me, football season means one thing: uh, Saturdays with the Thundering Herd. But uh, Fridays, you like Fridays, right? I like Fridays. Uh, coming up here in a few weeks, part of the Kindred Communication Empire here, the Thundering Herd Rally will be part of Ninth Street Live. That's a company initiative, Ninth Street Live, where we we put together a fantastic event. You like live music? This is the best live music event of the week. And we do it on 9th Street every Friday night. Basically, we put together the biggest party and we make our, we mark our community and we make our our clients, we make everybody happy. And now we're going to add to that because we've got the Thundering Heard Rally. You're going to see the soccer team there. You're going to see Charles Huff there and some members of the football team. Of course, the Marching Thunder, Marco, cheerleaders, coaches, and players from men's and women's basketball. Volleyball and more. That mean,s my guy Tony Kemper is going to be down there, right? Uh, volleyball is going to be there. So Ari Agnes is going to be there. I got to meet her. Uh, I got to meet her. Uh, her new child. By the way, I don't. Did we? Did we give her congratulations for that? Well, we're doing it now. So this is coming up. It's going to be August twentieth. I might be there with you. I'm, I might come down. I'm going to have to twist some corporate arms here. We might have to have somebody back here in studio. I might have to do the show live from 9th Street Live that day. We're going to make that happen. We're going to work that in and put that together. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. That's coming up later next month, August. Of course, my favorite month of the year uh, for several reasons. Of course, you know, personally, a big event happens for me. Uh, We'll talk about that next next week. And, of course, uh, we get closer to the start of football season. So always one of my favorite months. Uh, July is one of my favorite months as well because we got drafts. NHL just took care of its business. Now we're in free agency. The NBA taking care of its business tonight, starting with rounds one and two on ABC and ESPN. And again, I like the NBA draft. I'm not necessarily the biggest NBA fan in comparison to some of the other leagues, but I love the NBA draft because it takes care of business. It's entertaining. That's what I like. Get me into the pick. Let me find out what that pick's about. Cool. All right, let's get to the next pick. Let's not waste time. Let's not loiter on stage. Let's just get to business here, and then we can pontificate that until we get to the next pick. That's what I like about the NBA draft. That's coming up tonight on ABC and ESPN. And, of course, we've got for you right here Pirates Baseball. Milwaukee taking on Pittsburgh. We've got that coming up for you tonight. We go on the air at 640. It's right here on ESPN. 94.1 and AM 930. So baseball still a few months to go. Let's hope that the uh, Pirates can continue to make it interesting for at least a couple or more months. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what's happening here tonight for Pittsburgh. All right, what are we going to get into? As I mentioned, we're going to talk about the Big 12. We're going to talk about the accusations. I mean, they were flying yesterday, and we've got some response to that today from ESPN as well. Basically, It's a complete fix. The fix is in, according to the Big 12. Uh, We're going to see a lot of legal struggles, I think. This is not going away anytime soon. And really, it's good for me. That means we got something to talk about. It's good for me. However, and I mean this, however, this is going to, in one way, benefit some schools, and it's going to wreck some other schools, and it's going to wreck some leagues. And I guess that's how the free market works, right? College sports, the last bastion of, I don't know, just for the love of the game, right? College athletics. I mean, it was so pure. It's, that's what we loved about it. I mean, root, root your school on. Go team, go. Beat state. Or all those other generic terms you see in uh, in in movies. However, the truth of the matter is, college football is now a business. The veil between amateurism and getting paid has been lifted a little bit more. Student athletes now have the opportunity to profit. Everyone else is profiting. Why shouldn't they, right? So now they're profiting more and conferences are trying to form larger conferences And if not conferences, conferences are benefiting from members of other conferences like Texas and Oklahoma wanting to get out. And join another conference it's really you just you don't want to be left behind it's it's all money it's not about geography seriously it's not geography anymore why would it be about geography why would geography play anything into this sure gonna travel across the board and that's why we have a conference that spans too far of a geographic footprint like conference usa because at the time there was a little dollars and cents that made it make little sense. And now here we are. So we'll talk about that. I want to get your thoughts on social medias. You can find me on Twitter at Paul Swan and also on Facebook, The Drive with Paul Swan. We will talk about all of this when we continue here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. So, yesterday, after I go off the air, everything starts to fly. We get accusations, we get conspiracy theories, we get potential lawsuits, we get cease and desist letters, we get it all. It was just crazy. And it, it looks like it's not going away anytime soon. So, yesterday, Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby making the accusation that ESPN is encouraging other conferences to just basically rip apart the Big 12, pick it apart, pick it clean, lure schools away. That way Texas and Oklahoma can get into this, get into the SEC, make it quick, and they don't have to pay a big buyout. Because after all, other conferences really want to do Texas and Oklahoma a solid, right? I mean, you're sitting there, the Americans going, oh, yeah, we really want to do Texas and Oklahoma a solid. We, we want to help them. ACC? Oh yeah, sure. We're we're really we're all friends here. We want to make sure Texas and Oklahoma, you know, can benefit because they've been suffering so long in the Big Twelve. I mean, they just uh, the the millions that they make. I mean, I don't know how they function with just the millions they make. So, yeah, that's happening, right? I mean, this is what Bowlesby said. I have absolute certainty that they, referring to ESPN, have been involved in manipulating other conferences to go after our members. He tells the Associated Press this. He sends also a cease and desist letter to the network. Uh, The letter was addressed to ESPN executive Burke Magnus, who's the president of Programming and Content Here's uh, what was said earlier. Said that the Big 12 had become aware the um, network had taken action. This is what the letter said. Big 12, aware that the network had taken action, quote, to not only harm the Big 12 conference, but to result in, Financial benefits for ESPN. Well, yeah, ESPN would benefit. SEC network, hello, make some money there. I mean, that's a a cash generating business right there. So the SEC network has broadcast rights to all of the conferences football games starting in 2024. Now, the Big 12 is a partner with ESPN. It's a shared partnership. Fox is involved with this as well. This is all going to dry up in 2025 because That's when Oklahoma and Texas said, you know what? We're done. We're going to, we're not going to renew here. That was the first step, not renewing the media rights, the grant of rights. So deals expire coming up and Bowlesby just basically coming out and accusing ESPN of actively engaging. That's the direct quote, actively engaging in discussions with at least one other conference regarding that conference inducing additional members of the Big 12 conference to leave the Big 12 conference. However, we know what conference he's talking about. He didn't name the conference, but according to the Associated Press, the American Athletic Conference was the conference in in mention here. Now, we've talked about how on paper you take Oklahoma and Texas out of the Big 12. You just take them out. And you look at the TV for the rest of the league, just compare the two, and all of a sudden you think, well, these two leagues look pretty similar as far as the reach, how they compare. Honestly, it's not a harsh criticism, it's just a fair reality. You take Oklahoma and Texas out of the mix, and the Big 12 maybe slightly better as far as eyeballs than the American, but not by much. So what's the value here? What's the value for some other entity, some other school to jump into the Big 12? Because the Big 12 isn't going to necessarily enhance itself by picking apart the American, right? It seems like it's push at this point. Or can the Big 12 entice some? Other school to jump from the ACC, and I'm sitting there thinking, no, I don't think that's going to happen. And we talked about the Big 12 maybe wanting to chair, me cherry pick the Pac 12. Could be the other way around, right? But the American, the Americans got a deal with ESPN, 12-year deal. It's worth a billion with ESPN. So ESPN responds to this. ESPN comes out today and basically says, no, you're wrong. It's not the full wording of the letter, but ESPN responds to the accusations, and it comes out with this letter. I'm just going to read it to you, read it to you in its entirety. Uh, This is sent out to Robert Bowlesby. Dear Bob, it's a good way to start. It's very pleasant, right? This responds to your letter dated July 28, 2021. The accusations you have made are entirely without merit, apart from a single vague allegation that ESPN has been actively engaged in discussions With at least one other unnamed conference which ESPN disputes, your letter consists entirely of unsubstantiated speculation and legal conclusions. To be clear, ESPN has engaged in no wrongful conduct and thus there is nothing to cease and desist. We trust that this will put the matter to rest. ESPN reserves all rights and remedies in connection with this matter. Sincerely, Burke Magnus. So, I'm putting my lawyers, if I'm Burke, up against the Big 12 lawyers any day of the week. Basically, Burke's like, look, you got nothing here. These are unfounded claims. You don't have anything. And we hope this clears it up. We don't have anything to cease and desist. We're, we're cool. We haven't done anything wrong. And by the way, we will lawyer up if you like. And I'm taking Disney lawyers any day of the week. They're, they're not invincible, but boy... I'm taking Disney lawyers any day of the week because you know what's going to happen next year. The lawyers are going to get involved. This is going to drag the value of the Big 12 down. It's going to make the Big 12 less desirable. And then maybe some other entities a calling. And then maybe some of the entities in the Big 12 were like, you know, I don't know here. I don't know if this is going to really work out. And so, could a few teams go to the American and say, "I don't know if that's really logical." If the ACC sitting out there, and you really want to get in the ACC, are you you're going to take the phone call for the American, or you put them on hold? Like, hey, look, you know, we'll talk to you, but you know, we're kind of we're kind of trying to get through. A, we we got a relationship here. It's complicated. You know how your Facebook status, your relationship status, it's complicated. But right now, that's West Virginia's relationship status with the Big Twelve. It, it's complicated. And so there's some complications there. That means you're talking to someone new. Are you talking to the ACC and say, look, you know, Notre Dame's not going to join. They're, they're sitting right there. They're not going to not going to join in football. Hey, we're free. Yeah, we're free. We, we'd be happy to come on in. We're pretty pretty close by. You wouldn't have to drive far to come, to come see us. Be cool, right? Geography works. Makes perfect sense. I, I'm, I'm serious. It makes perfect sense. I, I don't know what the mindset of the ACC uh, membership is, top to bottom. I, I don't know. What the ultimate, no, we're going to pass on WVU is going to be, I I sincerely do not know who is going to make the ultimate decision here. However, with that said, with, with that said, uh, I think is uh, it's going to be a little bit more of a, uh, uh, an interesting conversation because West Virginia's got a solid football program. We've got a great basketball program. I mean, come on. WVU basketball in the ACC? I, I I think that would be damn entertaining, to be honest with you. Again, I'm pro for WVU and the ACC. I like it. I mean, I'm pro Marshall for the American. I, I like that as well but I am pro WVU in the ACC Uh, so we're going to get into this a little bit more we'll uh, break this down what it means and we will get your phone calls in 877-420-TALK-877-420-8255 more coming up it's The Drive ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. You know what I love about uh, at least this hour of the show we're getting we're getting some juicy stuff happening as we're on the air live This is a a shocker. This 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 is a a huge shocker here. I don't know if we were all expecting this Oklahoma and Texas invited to join SEC effectively July 1st, 2025. That's when it will be in effect. They are invited to join effective July 1st, 2025 with competition to begin in all sports for the 25-26 academic year. However, now we see what the lawyers want to do. What will we see? How will the lawyers lawyer this one up? So Brett McMurphy dropping the bomb here on this. I can't wait to see... Uh, what some of the replies are going to be, but again, they're now going to be members if they accept. Now, if if they accept, I'm pretty sure they're going to accept. And here's the thing we all thought originally, oh, this is not going to be a slam dunk here, you know, there's going to be a um, there's going to be maybe a, a naysayer, there's going to be a school that maybe doesn't want them in. I, I don't know, I mean, anybody come to mind, Texas AM, but SEC presidents vote. Unanimously, 14 to nothing, 14 to zero to invite Oklahoma and Texas to join SEC. So now, Ohio, I'm sorry, Ohio. I see OU and I always think Ohio. Hey, kudos to OU. So Oklahoma and Texas's Board of Regents are going to meet tomorrow. Uh, This is when it is expected that they're going to officially accept the invitations to become the 15th and 16th members of the super conference now known as the SEC. I mean, how huge is that? First to 16, right? Has there ever been a major conference at 16? And I'm talking major. I, I mean, I know there are conferences all around, but uh, is there ever been a, a situation where so much football power has been all in one place? And so now what's the Big Ten going to do? How will the Big Ten respond? How will... The Pac-12 respond. How does the Big Ten respond? Does the Big Ten go, okay, that's cool. We're good here. We like what we got. Because if football's really the thing here, how does the remaining members of the Big 12, how do they enhance a conference? I mean, if you're looking at the ACC, you want to maybe solidify basketball a little bit. Okay, hey, guess what? You guys can be the football kings. We're going to be really close by behind you. We're good at football too here. So we can take a hit and and bring Kansas in. What if Kansas goes into the ACC? All of a sudden, basketball is going to be really, really good. Even more so, Kansas in the ACC that would be that would be something right there. And what does the Big Ten do? Does the Big Ten go? All right, let's see how we can top that. Let's look at what we got here. I mean, really, is there a Big Twelve school? That if you're if the Big Ten, you're looking at this and you're thinking, okay. We got to number up here. If you're trying to number up, you're trying to bring some something in that's gonna make sense at the same time gonna truly enhance what you're doing. But is that ultimately what the Big Ten is is looking for? Because the Big Ten's pretty top heavy. To be fair, the Big Ten is, is top heavy. In other sports, not so much, but In football, it's really top-heavy. At this point, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State. By the way, hey, I see you, Indiana. That was the most fun I was having with the Big Ten. Indiana's run. I was having fun with that. And then what does the Pac-12 do? the Pac-12 go, okay, you know what? Let's just add some numbers here. Or do you see sort of a fight for Pac-12 schools? Or does the Pac-12 start picking up some members? You know what? Maybe the Pac-12 needs a, a little bit of that Texas love. Adds a couple of Texas schools. I mean, Baylor. Baylor would make your basketball better. Baylor would definitely be a strong football addition. I think Baylor would be fine. Baylor can find a, a good place. Baylor might make sense. I mean, do you have the Big Ten come in and, and try to play for, for Iowa State? Add that connection with Iowa? Make that play for Kansas? Or does the Big 12 sit at its current number, maybe try to cherry pick the American. We come back to Houston and Cincinnati. Houston and Cincinnati. Not quality replacements in relation to the loss. Good schools. Cincinnati would be fine addition. Cincinnati would give WVU a a much-needed travel partner, and it would be a close-by opponent. Houston, you get to elevate Houston up again a little bit, get them into a, a bigger league, maybe a league that maybe makes more sense for, for that program with the Texas connections, I'm here by giving UTEP away. I'm here by offering UTEP up free of charge. You don't have to give us anything. I'm here by offering UTEP up. And again, it's nothing against UTEP. It's just the travel. Completely, totally here for the travel. Because right now, if I had my way, I would take the Eastern teams of Sun Belt and Conference USA And I would take the Western teams of the Sun Belt and Conference USA, and I would just say, look, go West and form your own thing, and here in the East, form your own thing. And it'll make more sense, completely makes more sense. Is that going to happen? Totally not. Because it makes too much sense. It makes too much sense to put together a league that retains a footprint geographically that would probably... Interests the fan bases. Seriously, is there is there a team on the West side that you just can't live without? Think about it for a minute. Is there a team that you can't live without? If you're a Marshall fan, you gotta have that team on the schedule. First team I'm taking off is UTEP. And again, it's not against UTEP. It's just look, the travel here. The travel is is too much. We'll talk about it when we continue. Your comments on Twitter at Paul Swan. More coming up here on the drive, ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. OK, I've been trying to make this work in my head, which teams could Conference USA give up. And, and really, is it teams in Conference USA swapping, or will it be East Division teams just saying, look, we're done. Because right now, if I'm the Sun Belt and I'm Conference USA, I've I've got my solid nine here at least. I would have no problem with a league that had Texas, and again, of course, this is all self-serving. I would have no problem with a league that had Texas State, UT Arlington, Louisiana Monroe, Louisiana at Lafayette, La Tech, North Texas, Rice, UTEP, UTSA. Yeah, I know. You're giving up Rice. I know. You get a little swagger academically with them. You you do. And their baseball is really good, too. But right now, I'm looking at a league that would have UAB, FAU, FIU, Marshall, Middle, Charlotte, Old Dominion, Western Kentucky. Right? That looks pretty good so far. I like that. And then you could have Appalachian State. Uh, What do you do with Arkansas at Little Rock? What do you do with Arkansas State? Is that more of a a West thing? Do they go West, or do they stay in the new revamped East Conference USA? You keep in Coastal. Coastal, put them in the East here. I got to say you keep Georgia State, because you got to keep Georgia Southern. Uh, Troy, you keep Troy, right? You have to keep Troy. I mean, if you're keeping UAB, you got to have Troy. So that's... uh, it's debating. I, maybe i just jettison Arkansas and say, okay, you guys are over there. You guys go over there. So if you jet, so that's six right there. Okay, so if we're purging here a little bit, if I'm doing the uh, purge for the Sun Belt, Texas State, Arlington, UT Arlington, uh, Louisiana Monroe, Louisiana at Lafayette, that's four right there for um, the Sun Belt. And I'm pairing them at least with five from a Conference USA. So that's nine. Then I take the Arkansas schools. So that's 10. That's 11. Yeah, Am I concerned about their numbers? You know, I'm trying to get them to 12 here. So I got to keep Georgia State, right? I got to keep them because I'm keeping Georgia Southern. So I just got to make that make sense. So I would have them at eleven. Is there anyone left in Conference USA you would jettison for the West if you're trying to form an, an East deal? You look at this, and I'm I'm not sure because I don't want to give up UAB. That's the thing. I'm I'm trying to keep UAB here. I'm kind I'm I'm kind of wanting to keep Southern Miss. So you keep Southern Miss because Southern Miss was basically Southern Miss is the the oldest member of this league with what's less standing Southern Miss Southern Miss and UAB. So I guess we'd have some uneven numbers here, maybe because I'm keeping I'm keeping UAB. That's the that's the dilemma. I got to keep Southern Miss. I got to keep UAB. But uh, I'm jettisoning, does Old Dominion try to to get itself in the American? It has aspirations. That's going to be interesting. I'm trying to ponder this. Okay, so that's where we're at right now. That's the homework assignment. And we've done this exercise before. And, of course, Coastal Carolina has got to come over here. Got to come to this one because, after all, they're joining Conference USA in soccer. They got to come in. Bring them in. We'll figure the numbers out. We'll make the numbers work here. but uh, It's never going to happen, so I don't know. It's, it's an exercise we do. Because maybe that makes more sense just to do these things uh, based on some geography here. Because I don't think the Big 12 is coming and calling for any of these teams. Any of these teams in the West I have mentioned, none of them are getting an invite to the Big 12. It's not happening. UTSA, UTEP, Rice, North Texas, Louisiana Tech, any of the Louisiana schools, UT Arlington, Texas State. Not happening. Not going to be in the Big 12. Instead, the Big 12 would be wise to either look westward or, at the same time, try to figure out if there is a team or two in the American that's worth getting. Because again, you're not going to fill the void. There's not a team out there that replaces Texas and Oklahoma. There is no team whatsoever that does that. You cannot figure out to me. And just I'm trying to figure out which team you could cherry pick that maybe even gets you close here. Because you look at the Pac-12. Pac-12. Where can you get to? Where can you? Go here. I mean, you're not getting Washington, right? Washington's not coming out of this thing. Colorado's not coming back, and that's the thing. Colorado's not coming back. Utah. I mean, do you go after Utah? Where do you try to fortify? I mean, do you look at um, you look at Arizona? Is that a possibility? No, I, I say I don't. I don't think so. I don't think that's. A, I think the more logical thing that's going to happen here, if the current membership of the Big 12 doesn't stay together. I think what's going to happen here is uh, you're going to see schools trying to make uh, ways for them to get out and get to a point where they can be in a better situation cuz I don't think Colorado and Utah are coming. Uh, you're not getting you're not getting them. I don't think you you pull out Washington. I don't think Oregon's going anywhere. No, I, See, I think it makes more sense for the Pac-12 to be the aggressor here when it comes to trying to add teams. Seriously, I think if you look at this, what makes sense for the Pac-12? Baylor? Okay. Baylor makes sense. Do you take a TCU? Baylor, Texas, Christian University, TCU. Or do you take Texas Tech? Or do you, do you pick apart the Texas schools and say, okay, look, it's going to be Texas Tech, it's going to be TCU, it's going to be Baylor, and for fun, let's throw in here, just Kansas. So you go, you get Kansas and grab them. Good basketball. You're adding some basketball there. I mean, Baylor and Kansas, they, they give you basketball credentials instantly. And does Iowa State have a, a landing spot here? Iowa State to the Big Ten, maybe? Compliment Iowa? Does that happen? Or do these schools just try to push forward and build up the conference again? That's the big dilemma here. And that's the question. And of course, if I'm WVU, I'm seriously, I'm, I'm on the phone with the ACC last week. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone saying, look, here's what we bring you. It's not going to be a major shakeup here to the, the, the landscape of your league. But if you add us, Notre Dame's not coming in football. And I think you get some some rivalries in the ACC with West Virginia that will put people in the stands. Honestly, you have some games there that will put people in the stands. Do you think West Virginia-Louisville, that wouldn't attract a crowd? I think so. Do you think that West Virginia and Pittsburgh doesn't attract a crowd? I mean, right there, you have Virginia Tech, Virginia, Pittsburgh, Louisville. That Makes a lot of sense. You got a history with Syracuse there, a good history there, and you look at this and you, you make it work. I think you can make it work. But at this in Miami, don't forget Miami. Yeah, there's some history there. But do you see this happen, or does the ACC go? We're good here, or you know what? we're going to strengthen basketball a little bit more. Let's get Kansas. Uh, see, I don't I don't know. I don't know if that works. That doesn't work for me in my head. I think Kansas goes to the Big Ten. That works in my head a little bit more. If You take the hit on football and you add a, a strong basketball school. And I think you see Baylor go Pac-12. I, again, that depends on what the membership wants to do. But if I'm any of those institutions, I'm looking at ways to get out. Whatever the deal may be, I'm looking for ways to get out of this. And we'll see how this plays out because the lawyers are going to step in now and lawyer this thing. And we might see Texas and Oklahoma playing in a shorter time frame or we might see Texas and Oklahoma, and also maybe some schools wait and go. Okay, let's see what the the TV package looks like. Let's see what the TV deal might look like. And because again, is is it against the law for an evaluation? It's like, hey, here's what your league looks like now. Here's what we're looking to offer for rights. And here's what it looks like if you add these schools, and this is what we're looking for to add here. Does that come into play? Can you not do that? Because the valuation of the Big Twelve goes down with the media deal. It might be you might get to hang on to what you got for a couple of seasons here. But I think yeah, once that hits the reality of is it's never going to be that good again. It's not going to be that good because you don't have the value you once did. Oh, don't you love this stuff? Every day, it's something new. Big 12 accusing ESPN of uh, tampering. ESPN firing back. No, that didn't happen. Unanimous decision today by the SEC to invite Oklahoma and Texas, as if we didn't know that was going to happen. I mean, I love it. Back tomorrow. We're going to do it all over again. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, you can find me on several media platforms. I hope you can join me Twitter at Paul Swan, Facebook, The Drive with Paul Swan. I hope to see you there on one or both. Until then, don't forget podcast always available, WRVC.com, and wherever you get your podcast.